in the Holy Gospel. It's from St. Luke. When Jesus was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And after they had fulfilled the days when they were returning, the boy Jesus remained in Jerusalem, and his parents did not know it. But thinking that he was in the caravan, they had come a day's journey before it occurred to them to look for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem in search of him. And it came to pass after three days that they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who were listening to him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why hast thou done so to us? Behold, thy father and I have been seeking thee, sorrowing. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And they did not understand the word that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. And his mother kept all these things carefully in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and grace before God and men. So the words of the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today is a beautiful feast of the Holy Family. I thought I would speak about a very practical um, issue this morning. A way to bridge the gap between what we receive at church and how we live our lives at home. In other words, a way to sanctify the family at home by trying to live more the kind of things that we actually receive at church. Often the difficulty for a family is how to intertwine what our faith presents to us and our daily life at home. Many Catholic families want to live their faith at home more closely, but they don't know how. Of course, we start with things like the family rosary, family prayer together, but is that all there is to it? Is there nothing more we can do than, than just this? Yes, there is more. So today I'd like to suggest a few little ways to make your faith, you might say, come alive at home, especially for your youngsters. You know, the church gives us a constant source of, of life and inspiration in the liturgy, in the mass, in the seasons of the, of the liturgy, in the feast days of the year. It's a constant source for us. And it's very easy to do little things at home to make the church's feast days and seasons come alive. It's not something that we should just do only at church or see signs of only at church. It should be at home too. Now I realize that there are many families already who do some of these kinds of things. For example, I know that 
things I'm talking about, like having an Advent wreath at home or the Christmas tree or the nativity scene. These are ways or common ways of bringing Christmas into your home. Perhaps it's very easy at Christmas because we're, we're accustomed to these, to these things and the decorations are plentiful. But uh, once the Christmas season is over and we've packed away all that, the typical family does not celebrate any other of the church's feasts except maybe Easter. What about all the other beautiful feasts of the year? Are they, it's a shame that sometimes they go unnoticed at home. All the, all the seasons of the church's year are the beautiful feasts, the feasts of the saints that occur. Um, of course, we celebrate them at church, at Mass, but other than Christmas and Easter, the rest of them pretty much go unnoticed in the typical family at home. And that's a shame. Uh, there's an abundance there, a, rich, a richness of, of all kinds of things. Why not do that and do something to bring these other feasts alive at home? Who are the favorite saints of your family? Who are the patron saints of your children? What about the feasts of the rosary, like the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Presentation in the Temple? Or what about the beautiful feasts like the Ascension or Pentecost or Corpus Christi or the Immaculate Conception? Why not do something on these days? I'm speaking of home, of course. So I'll, I'll offer a few ideas here, a few practical suggestions on how to do this for a family. The first step would be to pick out a feast day that you would like to celebrate at home that's coming up in the next few weeks. This may mean, you know, you have to get out your uh, missile and flip through the, the coming pages or take the Angelus calendar and, and look that over the next coming month. So you pick out a feast day that you'd like to do and celebrate in a special way at home, and so you can prepare something for it in advance. The next step would be, once you've picked out your feast day, read the epistle and the gospel for the Mass on that day. It's very important. Why do I say that? Because almost all the inspiration for the things that Catholics have done for centuries comes from the texts of the Mass and the liturgy. The medieval mystery plays, everything you can imagine, all the celebrations connected with the big feast days in the past, most likely they all had their origins in the texts of the liturgy. So read the epistle and the gospel for the feast of that day, or if it's a, it's a life of a saint, if it's a saint's feast day, um, read, read at least a brief account of the life of the saint so that you're familiar with the, the life of the saint. Then once you've picked out a feast day and, and read up on it, take an idea or two from what you've read, something that you can work with. To give you an example, 
for the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, coming up on the 2nd of February. You might take, for example, the idea of the two pigeons or the two doves that were offered by Our Lady when she went to the temple. Then you might make some decorations at home or maybe a dessert with doves on it to symbolize that. Or you could even have your children cut out some paper doves which they can then symbolically offer to God, maybe with, together with a couple of their own little trinkets. Another idea for that same day would come from candles because it's, that's Candle Mass Day. That's the day candles are blessed in church. Of course, there's all kinds of things you can do with candles other than burning down the house. So take an idea like that from the feast day and uh, make a little application to it at home. Another example would be on the feast of the conversion of St. Paul, which takes place on January the 25th. For become familiar, first of all, with the, te- with the scene as it's described in the Acts of the Apostles. It was St. Paul, a great light shining upon him, being knocked off his horse, you know, asking the Lord, what will you have me do, Lord? And then being blinded and being ha- having others having to lead him to the city. It's a great scene. You become familiar with that, then you can have some of your some of your children act it out at home, or do it with puppets. That way, they become much more familiar with with the feast day and what's what's actually taking place. And once you get thinking on this level, dear friends, there's all kinds of things you can come up with. Well, today is a feast of the Holy Family. Maybe a bit late to plan something special today. But in honor of Jesus and Mary losing and finding the child Jesus in the temple and searching for him, why not play a family game of hide-and-go-seek? Always a favorite of mine. But whatever you do, I think the key is to make a connection between what you're doing and the feast day. Make that clear that there's, there's a connection here. For example, if you're decorating cookies with an X on them, explain that you're doing so because it's the feast of St. Andrew and he died on a cross that was in the shape of an X. Or maybe the epiphany and you, you suggest let's sing the 12 days of Christmas Explain that today is the twelfth day of Christmas, if it's the Epiphany. So make that connection always. Of course, uh, you can, uh, with these kind of things, you can, you can go to extremes. I mean, if you say it's the Epiphany, let's go out stargazing tonight, and it's ten below zero, <laughs> that's perhaps an extreme, or... You may have to curb excesses, especially with your youngsters, you know. You know the kind of thing the, uh, the mother says to her, to her little boy, you know. Son, I know it's the Feast of St. Joan of Arc, but how many times have I had to tell you this house is not the, fort- the fortified city of Orleans, that couch is not a rampart, and your brothers and sisters are not the English laying siege to the city. 
But even that would be better than cowboys and Indians, because at least it's the church's life. The point is then to make a connection between the feast day and uh, whatever, the, whatever you're planning. Some people might object that uh, playing games, art projects, baking is not really the liturgy at all. It's not really praying with the church, it's simply having fun. Well, it's true it's not strictly prayer, but um, as, one, as one author said, but for people who are learning what the liturgy is and how to follow the prayer of the church, for people who are making their first attempts really to pray, to pray it, this is the way to learn. These delightful things to see and touch and smell and taste and hear and make and do, these are by far the best tools there are to teach the beauty and power of God and the richness of life in Christ. In other words, these little enjoyable things with, that I'm suggesting, they definitely have a big effect. If nothing else, they bridge the gap between what takes place at church and at home. It brings the life of the church and of the liturgy alive for us. And then when it does that, it also opens up the hearts of our youngsters to God's grace. Now, of course, not everything that you do at home need be fun and games. There, there are seasons such as Lent which call for penance and sacrifice. But even this can be presented in a fresh way by a, a little art project or something, something on that level. Something which can give added motivation or generosity to our sacrifices. Because Lent does mean sacrifice, but it doesn't mean no fun. A few special prayers can also be added on a, on a special feast day, or perhaps a reading can be done. And who doesn't enjoy it when their father or mother reads aloud to them? So just a few ideas here. There are books that talk about these kind of things. There are more and more of them coming out all the time. If you need help, get one of those books. See what they have to offer. They have all kinds of suggestions about things that can be done to uh, live the church's feast days and seasons. Or simply come up with your own, which is even better, inspired by the liturgy. The point is to try to bring our faith alive at home and to draw from what the church has to offer to us, which is an abundance of beauty and ideas and graces. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost, amen.